Well, hello everybody. This is Louise Eddington with Cosmic Owl Astrology and today I'm doing a special broadcast with my friend Mandy Ray from Ecstatic Astrology um, and we are going to talk about the big event, one, one of the few many big events that's coming up. Um, with the, that's the Mars retrograde in Gemini. And um, so I've got a couple of slides we're going to show. But first of all, I'd just like Mandy Ray to say hi and uh, she can tell you, say where you can find her. I was going to do it at the end, Mandy Ray, but let's do it quickly now. <laughs> sure. Hey, I'm Mandy Ray and I am from Ecstatic Astrology. And if you search those two words, you'll find me on just about every platform, um, ecstaticastrology.com and then at ecstatic astrology or ecstatic astro on the social media website so that's yeah. that's my uh spiel there <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm going to share a couple of quick slides only for the dates really just so that people can um get an idea of the dates so let's have a look here we go am i sharing <laughs> Is it showing the slides, Mandy Ray? It's showing the slide. It's showing um, your desktop as well. Okay. There you go. Oh, is it? Okay, there we go. Is that better? Yep. Yep. Okay. So here we have some retrograde dates. Well, we're not going to spend ages on here, but if anybody just wants to kind of um, just look at the dates or take a screenshot, the important ones that we are going to look at are the bolded ones because this Mars retrograde coming up starts on October the 30th uh, at 25 Gemini 36 and ends on January the 12th, 2023 at 8 Gemini 7 minutes. But there was the last uh, Mars retrograde completely in Gemini was back in um 1943 and into 1944 almost the exact dates and um almost the same degrees just a little bit earlier in the degrees so we're going to be looking a lot at the history mandy rays looked uh, back um further than that as well and we're going to come back to the slides a little bit when we talked about the mars retrograde in general um but we're going to look at the usa chart as well only because it is highlighted majorly by this retrograde. So, <laughs> and we're going to look at the retrograde station charts as well themselves. So, um, right. So let me stop the share and let's just talk because I don't like doing two slide heavy things. So, so Mandy Ray, this Mars retrograde in Gemini, there's a lot of extra bits that are going with it as well. It's going through eclipse season for a start, um, where we've got two eclipses on, um, well, one's just before uh, the, the Mars retrograde, um, and that's on October the 25th. We've got an eclipse on November the 8th, which is election day in the USA, the midterms. Um, it's also, um, we've just got the first Libra-Venus-Sun conjunction or Venus-Star point the first Libra star point since 1817 occurs on October the 22nd, just before Mars goes retrograde in an air sign and Libra is an air sign too. We've got all this air energy kind of going crazy. 
but you um I'm not going to give away all the notes you sent me a couple of other things that Mandy Ray reminded me of so what else is happening during this um Mars retrograde well I just find it so crazy that Mars turns or stations retrograde in the middle of the two eclipses to me that just Mm. seems very significant and at the same time Jupiter is retrograding back into Pisces right in the middle so we have the eclipse and then two major other happenings and then another eclipse and it's like a a sandwich there you know of all of these astrological uh, things happening and then Mars is out of bounds we talked about that briefly before we got on the podcast um and mars being out of bounds uh is mars in effect acting however it wants to act maybe a little more strongly even you know mars really is doing its own thing both the mm-hmm. fact that it's retrograde and the fact that it's out of bounds so um a, an out of bounds planet um has to do with the declination and when it goes out of the declination of 23, I believe it's 23, 27, maybe 23 degrees and 27 minutes. Uh, when mm-hmm. it goes above that, it is known as out of bounds. And it's known um, to act more strongly. I think that's the best way to say it. Um, I, think, yeah. I think a little more I, magnified. I think eccentrically too. Yes. I, I think that's a, that's a good word for out of bounds planets. I always think of Bjork the singer the Icelandic singer because she's got lots of out of bounds energy in her chart and she's quite eccentric (laughs) it does imply a Uranian sort of feeling I mean the fact that it is out of the boundary you know so yeah 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 and Mars in Gemini is is pretty um crazy anyway really anyway without being out of bounds and retrograde because Mars being drive and will and energy and um the warrior and also the guardian I like to remember he's a guardian too um and um Gemini being the air sign and very much about communication and ideas and um alliances and um what other words could you add to the Mars words and the Gemini words Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's the one that's standing out for me right now. I, I just feel a lot of this trickster and duality, maybe with Gemini being the twins mm-hmm. and having things. Um, I think a few different options presented during this, maybe, or the need to uh, research and, and think mm-hmm. about what's going on um, and process maybe. data almost. And make decisions, you know, and all things like that. Yeah. And and, uh, Mandy Ray also pointed out that um, Gemini is Mercury ruled. And we talked about the trickster and Mercury is going retrograde during this uh, retrograde also um, at almost the same degrees, but in the sign of Capricorn. So those signs will be in a quincunx to each other, which is a very awkward aspect also. (laughs) And you had some other things to point out about Mercury as well. Yeah, uh, especially the fact that Mercury is moving so much. I mean, we need to probably, it's a good idea to look at your own chart and look at where Mercury is Mm -hmm. and look at where Mars is in your own chart Mm -hmm. during this Mars retrograde Um, But then also to look at where Mercury is moving through in order to kind of get the flavor of each 
part of the Mars retrograde. Mm -hmm. So it's in Scorpio, October, right now it's in Libra and it will be until October 29th when, oh, do they ingress or does it turn retrograde at the same time Mercury ingresses Scorpio? It may. Uh, I think it's the Mercury enters Scorpio the day before. (laughs) That's like, of course, it's like this boom, boom. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mercury moves into Scorpio October 29th, and then Sag November 17th. And I'm just going to give you these dates really quick. Uh, Capricorn December 6th. Mercury turns retrograde in Capricorn December 29th, and then stations direct January 18th, just after Mars stations direct, like you said. And they're both mm-hmm. at eight degrees of each respective sign. Um, mm-hmm. Quincunks, but yeah, there's um there's some history there uh, with. Mercury retrograde in Capricorn during the Mars retrograde in Capricorn as well. Some some mm-hmm. events in the world. I don't know if you want to dive into that yet, but that I found pretty significant. So you just I, know if you want me to bring that up. No, I I think yeah. You you talk about your events um, right away. Then I'll then I'll share my slide that I put together for the for the last. Mars retrograde completely in Gemini so sure. um, we'll talk we'll talk in detail about that one so. yeah well I, there was and this one does fall uh around that one there there's a few different uh, Mars retrogrades in Gemini that we can look at but there are uh definitely some significant ones where they were it fully in the sign one of those mm-hmm. is 43 to 44 and one of the events that I found was uh, an earthquake in Chile. Uh, this was January 15th, 1944, that happened just as Mercury was going direct in uh, Capricorn and Mars was going direct in Gemini. So we had a very similar setup in, in that time frame. Uh, and then, of course, you have the implications of of war. And there was another Mars retrograde in Gemini and in during the civil war and let me look at that it was 1860 i believe that makes sense yeah 1864 yeah yeah 64 65 yeah civil war yeah and the civil war i believe it started in 61 but around 64 through 65 we had sherman's march to the sea uh in which general sherman really burned a lot of the southeastern and east coast and i mean that's not great but it did turn the tide towards um the uh union army and that was a big turning point in that war but there is the implication of war with mars always and Mm. it seems as i've looked at mars retrograde there's there's always been especially in gemini some sort of war thing going on um even the first seminal war in florida began in 1817 uh, november 20th 1817 mm-hmm. and that was uh, american indians um indigenous americans the seminoles there was a war with uh america against them so there's mm-hmm. always been that implication uh, so war is one then you have the implication of pandemic Mars does rule that uh, in traditional Mm -hmm. astrology. And in 1817, the same year of the Seminole War, there was the first cholera pandemic, which I found Mm -hmm. to be extremely interesting. Um, And that originated in Bengal. And um, it reached Calcutta by September, which would have been around when Mars was ingressing Gemini. 
And, mm. you know, that kind of brings up the point to also take a look at the shadow periods on its way for its first pass through Gemini is mm-hmm. uh, something to note in your own life, maybe journal it. And then the retrograde, you go revisit that. And mm-hmm. then again, the second or the third pass is the, the shadow after. So those are always interesting to note. Mm. And, you know, I think with uh, respect to Mars and the Venus star point, I found something else that was interesting in 1817. And it was Venus occulting Jupiter. And mm-hmm. even though it's not a Venus star point, there's something interesting about this. It was the last uh, occultation of one planet by another. And I believe mm-hmm. this must be declination um, that I think that we could observe with the human eye um, until 2065. So there's always some like interesting thing that humans observe with Mm. a Mars retrograde in Gemini, it seems. Uh, There's always this data processing implications, science, you have it's air, it's communication, um, Mm -hmm. and then transportation. So transportation is another one that I, you know, I kind of picked up on and you did too. And I'm trying not to overlap with all, there's so much research. Oh, there really is. (laughs) And and just, I wonder what degree that Venus occultation of Jupiter was at. I might have to look at that late. in a minute. It was it very was late. late and it was in Sagittarius. Yeah. So oh, it was like okay. 27 Sag. Um, okay. But that's Jupiter's home sign. And this Venus yes. star point will be in Venus's home. So there's like the, all these little mm-hmm. uh, like kind of cosmic winks, you know, uh-huh. from the universe, uh, when you look back at the history of all this, it's like, okay, I can see how, oh, well, this was the turn of the tide here. And there was another Mm -hmm. turn of the tide and another one. And then um, even the transportation um, aspect of it, the trains were a huge deal, uh, Mm -hmm. especially in the 1800s, leading up into the 1900s before aviation. Uh, And so you had a lot of um, like the 43 to 44, there was a an Atlantic coastline passenger wreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a wreck in Spain uh, of a train. And then if you get into the later um, later history, there was uh, airplane things that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, that doesn't necessarily have, mean that. You know, I have hmm? some of that on my, I have some of those on my slide. Right so let's have a look at this slide. I, yeah, took, I put perfect some. Time some of the history of the last one together um, because clearly that's this was right in the middle of um world war ii um well yeah it was right in the middle yeah. really 43 into 44 so um you know some of the uh, transportation things i noticed and i didn't put them all on here because there was just too much to put on was the movement of people to the extermination camps in in nazi germany um, I, I don't even know if I put that um, um, Jews were moved from Rome into the camps. Um, the Hungarian Jews reached Auschwitz, you can see at the end. Um, oh, and transportation, first use of helicopters. Um, you know, there was, <laughs> there was all kinds of transportation kind of, and air as well. There was of course, I think this was the first war where we had, you know, bombers dropping bombs on on people because it was air in, in Gemini. And um, interestingly, at the moment, of course, 
with Ukraine, they're being um, bombarded with missiles from the air and there's talk of providing them with air defense um, systems, you know, so that's going to be very Mars retrograde, I think, if that goes ahead. Um, also, you know, uh, it's not quite a pandemic, although I think tuberculosis was. We've also kind of got the the antithesis of that with the kind of remedy for um, a, a disease that was easily spread and that was affected affected so many with the first antibiotic with tuberculosis, which was amazing. Then there's the Burma Railway, so transportation again as well. <laughs> um, and and then, yeah, four, 444 British bombers attack Berlin. There you go. There's the air. And British RAF begins air bombing of, Ber of Berlin. British forces broadcasting service um, began operations in November during the retrograde as well. Also alliances, the big three, Stalin, Churchill and Roosevelt, um, met at there was a few conferences actually but that was one of the big ones because they agreed that uh, d-day was going to be in may 1944 um and well, i think we all know that kind of turned the tide a little bit of the war but i think um i mean people can read the slide but you know there's there's so much going on aerial dropping of supplies as well so from mm. the air again <laughs> mm -hmm. to resistance fighters um one thing i found most interesting though um, especially because we are have a war now we have the ukraine war and it could escalate to other places as well hopefully not but um at the start of the retrograde was really or just approaching the retrograde in 43 was when Italy swapped sides. They got rid of Mussolini and sided with the Allies and um, and declared war on their former partner, Germany. So it's like alliances switched and, um, uh, and you know, the axis, um, the axis has changed. And mm. it kind of felt like everybody was piling in on Germany whilst Germany was also escalating their awful um, um, extermination camp um activities yeah. and right around this time um actually it was was a saturn uranus conjunction in gemini with this mars retrograde mm -hmm. during the world war ii um and i find that interesting simply because we are in the middle of another saturn uranus aspect it's not a conjunction mm -hmm. but it's a square and yeah. i mean it, which I find squares, conjunctions, and oppositions to be similar in nature. Anyway, you're you're mm -hmm. on the 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 square axis there, the grand cross axis. So you have these ninety degree angles to it. A conjunction, I mean, it is the start of a new uh, a new phase. But this square that we're having is uh, it's going to put a little bit, I think, more of a change energy onto this mm -hmm. mars retrograde so i mean that was one thing but this is a completely different you know so we're gonna mm -hmm. that's the great thing about history i don't know who says it with astrology is it doesn't ever repeat but it does rhyme and yes. so you'll have these rhyming things that happen whereas it may not be the exact same that's because nothing else is in the chart you know yeah. <laughs> 
it, it's it, but I like the rhyming thing or the echoes kind of thing. And and if you'll notice on November the sixth um, in 1943, the Soviet forces reconquered Kiev. Wow, <laughs> Kiev you can't get Kiev much more called. rhyming than that. I know. So it's kind of the, some of the same areas of the world that are being affected. Um, Germany, um, we're allies with now in the here in the US at least, and and Germany's had more problems because of the energy dependence on on mm. Russia and and so on. So you know, same areas um, are being affected. Um, you talk of the Saturn, you're, I'm just going to get rid of the slide. So uh, if anybody wants a sure. screenshot, quickly do it now. Um, you talked about the occultation of um, um, Venus and Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Of Venus and Jupiter. I've been tracking the fact. Oh, let me get rid of those. Let's have, there we go. Um, I've been tracking the fact that um, this year, while we're having this Saturn Uranus square, we've had 10, um, or we will have 10 in the whole year, and two more in the early part of next year, occultations of Uranus by the moon. So we've got, <laughs> got more occultations, which are like mini eclipses as well happening. And and it just kind of adds to it, you know. <laughs> like, it definitely does. It absolutely. Yeah. And I, there's also the fact that the nodes are there with Uranus. So the fact that the mm -hmm. moon is occulting Uranus and also eclipsing at the same time is just kind of a um, uh -huh. an exclamation point from the universe. You know, like this is something it to is. pay attention to. And well, uh, the next. Taurus the next being, the next lunar occultation is on on the next on the November eighth eclipse. So, yeah. Ooh, and Taurus being um, a supply chain. I mean, that's, I've been really associating yes. Taurus with supply chain and food, and then of course our economy. Uh, that's mm -hmm. something uh, we really didn't have going on uh, in 1944 that we do during this specific Mars retrograde and. And Jim and I being well, uh, but, commerce. Oh, but, oh, but, but they had rationing in Europe. Yeah, very true. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. I mean, that and Mars, uh, Mercury and Jim and I are commerce. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is how we move goods, mm -hmm. really, if you think about it. Um, and, and like you even mentioned energy. Um, I can't remember what you were talking about, but it just uh, kind of struck a chord with me about the Hoover Dam being, mm. let me find it in my notes here. It was, um, I believe, planned during a Mars retrograde in Gemini, which I found very interesting. Oh, even the word um, computer was first used during a Mars retrograde in Gemini. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> I mean, data, um, energy, Communication. Okay, yeah. So it was 1928, December 21st. Uh, Congress approved the construction of the Boulder Dam, later renamed the Hoover Dam. So mm. you've got, you know, humans, technology, moving goods, how we communicate. And then what's interesting is how wars and pandemics also go along with both of those things. If yeah. you're going to, pandemics move with humans moving. Um, mm -hmm wars happen because and you have to communicate during these wars you have to move people during the wars and so all of it is just it tangles up together and it's all one big 
happy mm. family of, of uh, <laughs> you know, how humans, I, I guess, kind of organize life, which is what Gemini yes. really is in Mars being action and how we act on that, you know? And, you know, and I, I hope we're not alarming anybody that's listening. I do think it's going to be interesting this period but we but if we look back at the history there were some good things came from the the kind of necessary rethinking of how we do things and so on and the new alliances um you know a lot of good came from the mercury retrogrades as well so you know it's well i think you mentioned yes. it like with the sherman's march to the sea you know back in 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 the civil war you know it, it and it led to the end of the civil war and and to um to the north mm -hmm. winning so yeah <laughs> so. i kind of look at it like it's necessary to find the places that aren't shored up and the only way yeah. you can do that is you know sort of with a, a mars retrograde-esque transit you're going to have to shake mm -hmm. the walls somehow to figure out if they can withstand an earthquake you know um, otherwise you'll never know. But then you, like you say, there are the very good things that come out of rethinking mm -hmm. or researching, which I think is a mm -hmm. big part of this, um, in your own life, you know, what do you need to research? Look at what house it's in mm -hmm. and where it's at and, and kind of get on top of it and get ahead of it. And it's very helpful, but the things, you know, that humans have come up with during these times, um, I believe we'll see the second most successful of the three able space probes was and it was the first nasa spacecraft um spacecraft launch was mm -hmm. during a mars retrograde in gemini october 11th 1958 uh mm -hmm. chevrolet entered the automobile market uh in november 1911 which was a mars retrograde in uh gemini which gave two options because there was only ford and then yeah. you had, okay, Chevrolet comes in, Gemini's options. So during this mm -hmm. time, we may get, and that may be the curveball that Mars throws you is, here's another option. Oh, I didn't have that yeah. before. Now I got to think like, about which one to choose. Like maybe hydrogen fueled vehicles or something like that, instead of just electric vehicles. It, it, something like that could emerge from it, you know? They're already Absolutely. kind of, in they're already in development, a little bit like, um, um, planes airplanes were in the in the in the war um but they kind of had to speed things along a bit so they could have bombers bombs on the enemy and, you know, and mars is speed yeah. so so it's going to be fast development i think of things and ideas and uh, yeah and quite busy probably oh very busy yeah. you know i i do feel like there is one um kind of kink in that and that is the and maybe we can talk a little bit about the timeline of what is going on with mars is it, when it right now actually it's square neptune we're recording this thursday october yes. 13th um it's 4 15 in the central u.s it's 3 15 where you are right mm -hmm. um yeah. so mars is square neptune and that can you know i think on its first pass which is where we are now it's like Oh, you know, kind of like this Joan of Arc, let's go, you know, we have this mm -hmm. kind of spiritual 
uh, direction that we're all going in, maybe even um, delusion. It's like the, that, it's like the Crusades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm seeing that in oh. reality with people. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yes. And it can be uncomfortable, especially if it's not a crusade you're down with, you know, if you are not into that crusade, no one wants to go for it. So there's that. And then it's going to retrograde. And I believe November 19th, it squares it while it's retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, when it stations, it's pretty much square to it. It's only a couple of yeah. days away. So it's let's, days clear. Let's look at that chart then right now. The, the retrograde. The station retrograde chart. I set it for DC and just for Mandy Ray, I used whole signs. <laughs> I'm a big whole really. sign nerd. <laughs> I actually think whole signs um, really work for mundane astrology. So um, I'm, I'm actually been using, we're, we've, we've kind of come from different um, perspectives, Mandy Ray and I, but I think that's good because we bring a lot to it. Mm-hmm. kind of brings brings all the things together so here's mars um for those who are not really up with the astrology up in um the eighth house on um, stationing retrograde at 25 degrees 36 and here's neptune over here um in pisces but just before mars turns retrograde as um mandy ray mentioned already jupiter moves back into pisces so Jupiter's really the ruler of Pisces. Neptune is associated with Pisces. I don't really use the modern rulers as much anymore, but Neptune's definitely Piscean in nature. Mm-hmm. So we've got very a lot of Pisces, oops, sorry, confusion kind of delusion energy going on. Mass delusion, I think it's mm-hmm. <laughs> to be quite honest, yeah. do you would you agree with Mars as well, squaring? Totally. Like, I mean, especially yeah. in Gemini, with it being, you know, mm-hmm. what we think, what we think, how we communicate, uh, how mm-hmm. our minds process things. And then you have a square to, to Neptune, which is, and Jupiter, which are, you know, mm-hmm. like, but what if, um, you know, what if this? And so you kind of mm-hmm. get, it's almost like, look over here. That's what Neptune's doing instead of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of us forging ahead. And then it can kind of almost, I like to character, like, put characters on the planets and mm-hmm. and kind of think of them as um as people sometimes and mm-hmm. imagine mars being you know the warrior and someone distracts the warrior yeah. and the warrior turns around and goes and does something that maybe is not exactly you know great for whatever war they're in but maybe mm-hmm. along the way that warrior finds something that does help him in the war you know and so it's kind of like this process of some of it's maybe distracting and disillusioning and some of it maybe is along that way. How can you find your way? You know? Well, one way I look at it as well is that Mars often kind of cuts into things. I kind of think a lot of people's illusions and delusions are going to be shattered mm-hmm. and it's going to be, and it's going to be quite painful for people. Somebody who they thought maybe was their hero. They're going to write, the clouds are going to be pulled back and they're going to kind of (laughs) discover that uh, the emperor has no clothes or whatever is the uh, (laughs) expression Um, yeah yeah with mercury Mm -hmm. being in scorpio at the same time Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and scorpio can be secrets as well you know and 
there's a lot of these, um, I don't know, the Venus, Sun, Mercury, mm. South Node, there's a lot of secrets that seem to be kept bubbling up to the surface during this time. I don't know. Perhaps. Oh, I think so. And then push towards the North Node of, um, you, you know, it's time to kind of wake up because the North Node is still conjunct Uranus and it's going through eclipse season. And interestingly, on that station moment where Mars stations retrograde, we've got this wonderful kite pattern here. I use Ceres, I think, and it's the midheaven, of course. So the 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 top of the chart, the most public place, we've got, an, uh, and the moon will be in Capricorn. We've got this Earth grand trine, uh, but look where it's all pointing to. Look where the, what makes it the kite, all this energy in Scorpio. I think there's going to be a big releasing of secrets. I think things are really going to come out through the mm -hmm. retrograde, through the eclipses. I think we're going to find out lots of new information. And I think some of it is going to be quite, Pisces can be quite depressed. So, oh gosh, sorry about that. Um, so I think you know, some, pe some people are going to be quite like, you know, feel quite depressed about it all. Yeah, totally. And, and Scorpio, mm -hmm. I tend to associate with the balance of power as well. Power, mm -hmm. Empowerment, disempowerment, who's in mm -hmm. power, who's controlling things. Mm -hmm. And with it being South Node Eclipse, it's just happened right before Mars stations. You know, there is a sense that someone's losing power mm -hmm. or having to give up control. Yeah. Um, and so that's actually a good thing that you can, you know, you can look at the mundane kind of macrocosm and then pull it into your own life and where might it be appropriate for you to let go of, of yeah. maybe something that you're holding on to that's not serving you a relationship, a job mm -hmm. or whatever that might be, you know, um, that you feel and, like you need also, to control. I, also, I, I kind of think of Scorpios hanging on by the fingernails. <laughs> They're going, oh my God. I think we're going to be asked to just like, you know, you can't hold on to some things, you know, just you've got to let go interestingly yeah. interestingly by the way um putin if putin's chart is right his ascendant is two or three scorpio so mm. <laughs> uh you know the eclipse on the 25th is on his ascendant and then we've got all this stuff as well coming right afterwards oh, as mars goes retrograde so that's but we're not sure about his time so um, yeah <laughs> yeah and we all know trump has all the gemini stuff as well so um uh -huh. he's got the sun and he was born on a, an eclipse right he in was. gemini sag yes he was so. with, with with uranus conjunct his son so mm. so yes. and and that's what he's yeah he's a gemini sun right so mars mm -hmm. will be retrograding over uh, the mm -hmm. eclipse points and the sun which and uranus which are all very significant um yeah. indicating a little change there so mm -hmm. just yeah this chart is incredibly powerful for the station uh retrograde and i think the moon square chiron is really interesting as well because the moon mm -hmm. in mundane astrology is the people mm -hmm. um and there's some healing that needs to be done with with the way i think maybe you could even say capricorn is government the structures of government mm -hmm. um but definitely a, a healing which may smart at first it doesn't exactly feel good sometimes a chiron transit yes. it can be sensitive and that exactly. includes for the collective you know so mm -hmm. it's not exactly 
easy, <laughs> but it's necessary. <laughs> and I think I think the Earth Grand Trine in itself it brings some potential for for healing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know I think also perhaps some grief as well, some very public grief with Ceres right at the at the top mm-hmm. with the Midheaven, because she is associated with grief and loss, and you know even. To go back to for for the example, the well, the last war, we'll look at the last retrograde, you know, there was all that loss and clearly, you know, um six million Jews in, in the Holocaust mm-hmm. and, and so on. Huge grief, huge loss. Um, but also then the Allies also eventually defeated the Nazis. So um you know, there's 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 both energies. There's the dual this, nature of all of this. Gemini, Gemini there yeah. yes that's it yeah, yeah. it's like the good yeah. and the bad and one would not exist without the other um mm-hmm. you know and that's the the important thing to you know realize about the potentially harder parts of this transit is that you know mm-hmm. yeah yes it may be a little bit like but it also may be um some good some opportunity that, mm-hmm. that comes out of it you can't have one without the other you know and a couple of more things uh, about this chart. Uh, Mars is also stationing retrograde in sextile to Eris and mm-hmm. in quincunx to Pluto. So Pluto in Capricorn, who's finishing, uh, he's heading out into Aquarius, though so he'll bob back and forth for for quite some time. But um, we've had a Pluto-Eris square going on for the last three years as well. And those two are starting to separate and Mars is activating that. And Eris is the goddess of discord. I don't see her as hateful as some astrologers do. I, but I think she reveals what what's going on behind the facade. I think she pulls down the mask. She pulls down the white picket fence. So I think there's going to be some big reveals in that way. The quincunx to Pluto is um, a big aspect of adjustment. They're very awkward to each other. But this is also where Mercury is going to station retrograde, right? So on mm-hmm. on the Pluto. <laughs> so I think that's absolutely the, right. I think the news uh, between now and when Mars, well, it'll take a while for Mars to get speed up uh, um, after he turns direct. I think we're going to have like this intense news cycle. I think, to be quite honest, of things being revealed and perceptions shifting and changing and illusions being shattered and so on Mm -hmm. Um, it reminds me of the north node in gemini which we recently just had um mm -hmm. you know and that's that i feel like the new cycle really kicked up with the north node and the eclipses in gemini and this can Mm -hmm. kind of echo if you've had if you have an eclipse in a sign and then you know, very soon after you have something like a Mars or a Venus retrograde, it's worth kind of looking at the two, uh, you know, as they may kind mm-hmm. of echo, like you said earlier. So yeah. even the eclipse, uh, what went on in your life with the eclipses in Gemini and how is this Mars retrograde affecting that? But yeah, the news mm-hmm. cycle was insane with, <laughs> I, I feel like, um, was especially with the fake news coming up oh, and, you and know, that's mars, mars square neptune right as well so that's yeah like, oh my god 
Yeah. But it's almost yeah. like uh, Mars kind of once like right now that it's square Neptune and then it stations retrograde. It's like, hey, you've been pulling the wool over my eyes. You know, yes. it turns around and has to go have a word with Neptune. You know, like I yeah. really like what you've been doing here. So um, and he is really, the, he is he is the truth. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. 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 And I like mm-hmm. that Jupiter won't conjoin Neptune again in its visit. It's almost like dipping its toes back in it and kind of setting some things straight, you know, before it leaves mm-hmm. all the way. But, um, you know, if you look just a little past this, you can see how just after the eclipse, eclipse is in uh, on the 25th of October and November 8th, what you enter into is then Sagittarius season, which will oppose Mars and then the full moon with Mars. And that's the Mm -hmm. truth. You know, it's almost as if there's this really beautiful dance, the secrets kind of come out, the things are shaken up enough for then when the sun moves into Sagittarius, the truth is becomes a big theme. And everyone is looking at their own worldview, how they, how they believe Mm -hmm. Um, what they believe are they secure in it um and and so I find that really really interesting the way that dance is you know it's Scorpio which doesn't really react and then Sagittarius which opposes Mars um with the full moon there I'm really kind of excited about the full moon in Gemini which Mm -hmm. is you know as much as it's um it it may do to like motivate and to make people passionate. There is a sense of nervousness I have about the full moon in Gemini because it's yeah it's conjoined to Mars. <laughs> what date is that? And what, that is yeah. And what degree is it again? Here we go. Let's see. It is December seventh at six. They're both at sixteen degrees. Um, the moon oh. sixteen degrees one minute. Mars retrograde sixteen degrees seven minutes. Oh, so, my Jupiter, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm Jupiter at 15. It's very close. That's right. In my south node, like, ah, okay. What's my, gonna happen? On, Maybe on that's my, why I'm picking it up. And on my husband's birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone oh. mark that date down. It's likely to be, you know, at least full of energy we can at least say that there's going to be something yeah. going on that day so and, and um, you know I'd like, I'd like people to remember that mars can be quite rash so i always like you know just be cautious when driving on days like that and stuff or don't drive unless you have to you know i'm not a fearful i'm not a fearful person but that looks like a very rash kind of day <laughs> people mm-hmm. making rock rash decisions that they could regret later (laughs) definitely Um, and you know I think the maybe the one helpful thing during all this which typically I don't necessarily look at Saturn as helpful Mm. (laughs) I don't generally (laughs) but Mars will try and Saturn um, a yeah. few times, and mm-hmm. th- that seems to be that the one. Grounding. Slows it down, slows it down, grounds it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there and is as, that as, at least. So let's look at the station direct, January the twelfth, twenty twenty-three, and we get another Earth grand line, <laughs> or a couple of them. Well, I'm not really actually going to count it that much because it's to the outer planets, to Sedna. Mm. It, but mm, 
those outer planets is actually, um, you know, a lot going, oh God, sorry about that. Every time I touch my mouse, it does that. <laughs> <laughs> That's said, Pluto said in a trine uh, from Capricorn to um, uh, Taurus has been a lot about climate change. But anyway, we're talking about Mars. So, so we'll look at Mars. Mars is eight Gemini and stationing direct. Let's look at, there's no huge aspects. He's in a trine to Venus. So, yeah. But the aspects yeah. are not very ex exact, are they, really? So there's a, a little bit of an air ground trying, so more news, more thinking, more decisions. That's to Ceres um, in Libra at the bottom of the chart there and Venus in Aquarius. Um, but, and anything you want to say about this one before we go, Ju Jupiter's back in Aries. He's left Neptune yeah. behind. Yeah, and time. I like that because that makes Mars the ruler uh, or it kind of the the person pulling Jupiter's strings, if you will. Jupiter's putting uh, a lot more energy and like backing mm -hmm. Mars up, I think, with it being in Aries because that's Mars home sign. But the other mm -hmm. thing I'm looking at, which I find interesting, is Mercury, which is ruling Mars. So, you know. That, mm -hmm. That's like, okay, Mercury is ruling Mars, it's retrograde, trying to the North Node and Uranus. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's almost a question, I feel like. It's like, okay, what do you want? What? How do you want mm -hmm. to build the the world now? Because this yeah. is not working. That's what it looks yeah. like to me. And Taurus, yeah. which is, you know, our food, how we survive. Taurus is you know, the earth yeah. and Mercury and Capricorn, which is the structure, um, is, is and kind of like this and question. And Taurus, I see as values as well, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what we, what we value and, and what our values are. And, you know, after what's been happening in this world for the last two or three years and, and before even, but particularly the last two or three years, it's what do we value? Who do we value? And, uh, you know, it's to get down to a more sustainable kind of energy. Uh, a lot of what's happened and what's going to be revealed, I think, through this retrograde is even more of how our systems are broken. Mm -hmm. um, for, for example, you know, it, it no matter what you think of, of uh, Mr. Trump, um, he his actions have re revealed the holes in the system. He was able to kind of take advantage of things that were kind of gentlemen's agreements for, mm -hmm. for hundreds of years and and not actually encoded into any kind of actual law. So I think those things are going to be revealed. And it's what are we going to do now? Like you said, what do we want? How do we want to move forward? Do we want to change Mercury and Capricorn? Do we want to change the the, the laws, the actual laws? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Saturn and Aquarius there, like we have to mm -hmm. innovate the structures. I mean, it's, uh -huh. and then Venus there. I mean, I'm, I'm glad Venus is in Aquarius during this because it almost indicates there's some thought, some love being put into it. Sextile Chiron, yeah. which is, you know, a lot nicer, mm -hmm. I think, than the, then the moon square Chiron in the station retrograde chart, you know, so that's the really moon, nice. The moon in Virgo, which is is very much about detail again, Mercury ruled service, 
Um, but it's also kind of about uh, more humble, like, you know, let's, it feels like the people have been a bit humbled in this. And, and like, you know, we're, we're, we don't all have to choose this, chase this extreme wealth and power and so on. We can, you know, be more content with a little bit more humble life and a little less, mm. a, a little bit, bit more coming, coming together and getting along, especially with the, with the try that earth ground trying to pluto as well it's kind of like you know what's been revealed is going is saying let's get down to basics let's get back to earth let's get mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i'm hoping it kind of brings a bit of an end to the talk of colonizing mars and places like that right yeah we, it's like focus on where where you put your feet right now you know it's like that what is that stand in the place where you live that's yeah. what it reminds me of you know yeah. that's what we all are kind of being encouraged to do with the north node mm-hmm. and, and uranus it's and yeah. i've been saying this for a while and i think actually it's really great the moon's in the third house here mm-hmm. um because the third house is local community and yeah. if you're going to make any change you have to kind of get involved and i mean Start i would local. challenge people <laughs> have you been to your local city council meeting and yes. things like that you know it's mm-hmm. important and maybe that's something we can look at in this chart is the moon representing the people in mundane astrology mm-hmm. in the third house local community and maybe it's mm-hmm. we have to start looking in our as small as our neighborhoods you know Mm -hmm. the next door neighbors are you taking care of them are they taking care of you and that sort of thing I think it's important and 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 kind of like neighborhood farming community gardens things like that as well with all this earth I've been talking about that for for quite a long time as well and this this kind of you know brings me brings Virgo is very much really about kind of being useful and and doing um, crafts and tasks and stuff like that as well. So it's got all that energy. I don't know if you saw the thing going around um, as we record this from um, what's his name, Captain Kirk, (laughs) after he his reaction to seeing the Earth from space. Yes. you know about the the deep grief he felt and and about how he he always thought space was exciting and now he realizes that this is what's exciting the uh, mm. this is what you know anyway <laughs> absolutely i mean yeah. and you know i think it's also this um with the seventh house stuff i'm i'm just kind of looking at that too uh with mm. the relationships being a, a huge part of of this chart for sure and if you look at it you know maybe country wide you know it's like what is our relationship with the world and um mm-hmm. how, how do we interact in that way how does our government interact with other governments um even as as large as that i think with all this and yeah. in the um sibley chart the mars we have mars and gemini in the seventh right let's look at that <laughs> there you go <laughs> there it yes, is we do we've just had a mars return as we record this um but mars is stationing retrograde pretty much conjunct that mars i would say four degrees you know that's close enough for a big mars retrograde like this mm-hmm. so um you know we're revisiting um our own mars <laughs> in the usa for uh, three times 
uh, this year. <laughs> and and that's in the seventh house, um, traditionally the house of open enemies, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not a traditional astrologer, but I do know. Yeah, I think it. the twelfth house is hidden enemies. And the yes, seventh yeah. house is open enemies. Yeah. And so, you know, you immediately think of this kind of Ukraine situation, which in some ways is a war between the entire West and um, and Russia, uh, but particularly the USA, I would say. And mm -hmm. so, you know, what's going to shift and change um, about that? Yeah, well, it's interesting that all the Scorpio energy is in the 12th house. Yeah. Yeah, who's who's the United States hidden enemy? That's what I want to know. Um, you know, and it might be ourselves if you, if you think about um, it. Who knows? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, the call is coming from inside the house, right? That's the the whole thing. The, uh -huh. the well, it is interesting that our Mars answers to a Mercury retrograde in Cancer in the eighth, which you know, mm -hmm. um, the things that the relationships that we think are very secure, you know, our partnerships, mm -hmm. which is the eighth house. I would, I, I like to put our int intense partnership in the eighth. Um, yeah. I'm not sure exactly mundane astrology, what that house represents. No, um, I'm not either. No. Debts. Not sure. I mean, I know the eighth is yeah. debts and, um, other people's well, money and, like shared, shared, shared finances so you know I think it's going to be a rocky time um, financially um, it, I'm not saying we're heading into a deep recession necessarily we could do I'm not a financial astrologer but that eighth house you know is definitely um, gonna be twists and turns I think in in, mm. in the monetary system <laughs> definitely and, definitely but again but again even some good turnarounds as we approach it as we're recording this I think they just announced today that um they were giving an eight percent rise for social security to help uh, those who collect social security that was a bit of a surprise I don't think that was expected so yeah again they're not all not always bad surprises <laughs> definitely not and I mean if you do think about it being cancer and our position on the world stage as a country that does tend to take care of other countries now some mm -hmm. some people might say we also go in and you know start wars which we definitely yes. do um there is that you know but there is also a sense of nurturing I think sometimes you know especially when it mm -hmm. comes to humanitarian uh type issues I never yeah, oh, yeah. you know my dad was a marine and he uh, I believe there was, um, it was an earthquake in the Philippines. I don't, I'll just remember him going over to the Philippines to help with after a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. And, and a, that made an impact on me. Like, oh, my dad's job is to help the world. You know, of course, yeah. that was my young, my tiny young yeah. brain's idea of it. And now you've, you know, you kind of grow up and you find out all of the, what the military does, but, you know, perhaps looking at it from the cancerian kind of nurturing point of view um you know maybe that is a, a situation in which we are called to kind of help nurture the world you, you hope anyway that's what i hope for mm -hmm. that's you know kind of and the, and the moon on, on the um, station is um you know in the second house of um of kind of our own values and our own self-worth as a country and so on and it's in Capricorn it's kind of like we're 
take the place as leaders perhaps in a more healthy way than it has always been um in recent yeah. years you know maybe we'll step up and be kind of the wise elder country well um or maybe that's my saggy optimism who knows i know i know <laughs> me too i mean heck uh, i'm looking at jupiter re- retrograding into pisces and i'm like you know maybe he will decrim Biden will decriminalize uh marijuana and it can actually make money mm-hmm. for the u.s it's i think it's california's top gdp like that's how California makes their money and our whole country could be doing that, you know, and it's so insane to me, certain little changes in values like that. I look Mm -hmm. forward to with North node and Uranus and Taurus and Jupiter, Neptune and Pisces. Yeah. And the North node and that being in the sixth house of of service usefulness, all that. Interestingly though, all that Scorpio is in the 12th house and, and President Biden is a 12th house Scorpio rising. So, you know, maybe he'll come into his own in that. I think, yeah. <laughs> Dark Biden, isn't that what they call it? Dark, Dark Biden. Brandon. Dark I Brandon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all the memes, which is oh, another know. Gemini thing. The, the yeah, speed with which memes get created. And, you know, we may be a meme tomorrow. We have no idea, but it's expect it's, expect the meme the meme generators are going to be on overtime over the next period i think <laughs> absolutely absolutely i just you know mm. and looking forward to to like from just looking at this chart looking forward i can kind of superimpose saturn moving over the u.s mm-hmm. moon um mm-hmm. very soon after i mean saturn yeah. moves into pisces in march yeah let's so, look at the well, we've yeah. got the um, station direct chart. Yes. So by then, That's close. By, then, by then, Saturn will be nearly on the US moon. I, I kind of have, I have a really good feeling about the US, what it's going to come out of this with. I think it's going to be humbled to go back to the whole humbling thing a little bit and, and think we have to do better on the world stage and for our own people um, overall. Um, but anyway, this is going to be huge though. Mars mm-hmm. stationing direct on Uranus, I think. But I, I, I don't necessarily think that's bad either. I think that could be a real radical turn of events. You know? Yeah, and radical information. I mean, that's yeah. like blowing people's minds kind of a situation. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Because, of course, uh, Mars stations director 8 Gemini and it's aspecting sextile to the USA's North Node and trying the USA's South Node. So there's something big going on there, I think, for the USA, which is why we're only looking at the USA's chart, because it's mm-hmm. so, because it has a Mars in Gemini and it's so affected by all of this. I think we're going to get radical change in our governing and how we approach the world. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know what the Sabian symbol for eight Gemini is? Yes. Go on. It is a quiver filled with arrows, and uh, it says um, uh, cyclical process of human existence. We're shown the symbol of man, the conqueror. It may be a conquest of outer nature or that of instinctual drives, and the limiting power of the ego. So, conquest is the. The key word for that. So that I find that interesting. Um, mm. You know, 
speaking of my military father and, and just people around me, I keep hearing rumblings of why don't we just go over to Russia and fix it and finish it, you know, and you kind of have to like, look at that and go, hopefully that's, I don't think that would be very good. You know, that's kind of the view of some people though, because it seems like such an easy fix, you know? Yeah. Um, But it would just make it all worse. It would. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. absolutely. It would be that mind blowing, you know, you don't want that to happen. So yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the good thing about co-creation with astrology is you see this kind of aspect mm-hmm. and you go, how can we cool people's, um, you know, maybe anger and passions a little with, with what we do every day? You know, when you're talking to people about stuff, how can you bring in a different perspective yeah. and say, maybe it's about a radical change in the way we think about world relations and things of mm-hmm. that nature, you know? Yeah, Definitely. So, yeah, anything else to say about the aspects on the station direct chart? Um, For those watching, we're using what's called the USA Sibley chart. Not all astrologers agree, but a lot of what we're saying will apply to the planets, even if we have different houses. (laughs) But of course, if it is, if the... If the Sibley chart is correct, Mars is going to oppose the ascendant of the USA just before it stations directly, well, a little bit before, which is going to bring a whole um, change in um, how we're seen in the world, in my opinion. It's, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was in the war in the last, um, you know, it took, the, the USA joined the war quite late, probably, um, you know, as the Mars, I think it was as the Mars retrograde was approaching, um, they did they changed their minds and decided to join in the war after Pearl Harbor, right? So, <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's what this could reflect is a change in our minds in in some way. It's like you know we go through this fall, and um, you know if Russia's trying to move into Finland, we may change our mind, you know, or something of that nature. Poland, you know, you. And that's the crazy thing about astrology, too, is that there is a sense of what if, you know, if this, then that, and if this, then that. And so if you look at the if something does occur, then this could represent a change in in how we are um, posturing in towards the world in some way. Um, But again, like, you know, it's not not something I've had so many transits at least watch so many come and go that I were you know scared of until I finally decided not to be scared anymore because it's ridiculous you know doesn't help to to fear it I mean you can be concerned I I think that's the right word if you want yeah but no fear here (laughs) or even or even or even just aware because it is you'll never know it you know we're throwing ideas out there but you never know exactly how it's going to turn out you know, uh, you just don't. <laughs> you yeah. have no control over I have it. Sam Reynolds, yeah. fate has two arms, one is Ooh. yours. <laughs> yes, exactly. And USA is going through its Pluto return as well. So it's going through huge transitions anyway. It's also going over to its Neptune opposition. So it's the USA is being, as a country, is I think going to be, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if this Mars retrograde bought a um, new constitutional amendment mm. yeah. Gemini <laughs> mm-hmm. the constitution absolutely yeah. 
Yeah, Saturn on the moon too. I mean, I think of Sat when I think mm-hmm. of like the constitution, it makes me think of Saturn for some reason because mm-hmm. it's, it's the rules and the, the, the structure. Yeah. So yeah. Saturn moving towards that, towards the moon. Um Mm-hmm. And which will try the U.S. natal Mars out on its way yeah. up, you know, so there could be, and I hope there is, honestly, there needs to be mm-hmm. some structural changes. And yeah. and oftentimes you don't get that without, like, like we said, without shaking the walls, you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, if there is a weakness there. So, yeah, I yeah. see so much potential as well. I mean, Venus mm-hmm. is trining the U.S. Saturn um Mm -hmm. venus has recently trined the uranus you know so it 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 could be that there is just some some awakening as well of of Mm -hmm. the u.s in some way third house community venus and saturn there Mm -hmm. um i do like jupiter in um in the fifth squaring venus jupiter square venus always is nice to me you know it's 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 a nice kind of energy yeah 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 i like that too (laughs) i know yeah Yeah. oh and square jupiter square jupiter square venus and jupiter i wasn't even looking at that yeah which definitely indicates laws jupiter is law it is yeah jupiter is kind of the higher courts isn't it and that kind of law saturn Saturn is the structures really of the um yeah. of the yeah of of the man-made rules <laughs> so yeah. you know we we could have changes to the higher courts as well please <laughs> we mm-hmm. can... <laughs> yeah. absolutely or an expansion of the courts that's been talked about oh well that's Jupiter there you go expanding yes. it that would be yeah. really nice um and, you know, you have to also think about the fifth house being children as well. And that's mm. been a contentious uh, a thing, you know, in the U.S. with um, mm-hmm. recent laws and Supreme Court decisions and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I could see how that would be the case. Yeah, and uh, definitely. definitely with Mercury now, I, I didn't even realize mercury is going to be opposing the u.s sun at the same time in the second retrograde so it is so it is and about to conjunct eris which for is the same for a lot of us but but it's in the second house of who are we what do we value you know as a country so yeah if the the sibley chart we is used wow there's so much going on I'm just so much. I've also I also noticed that um Mars is stationing direct exactly square series. Now you I I I've done a lot of work on series in some presentations and I'm think I'm trying to create a series masterclass if ever I get mm. my <laughs> my stuff together. Um <laughs> but that's in the fourth house of the home and and series is about nurturing and how we nurture and about grief and loss too. So we may be some grief and loss that kind of really wakes us up to how we nurture ourselves as a country and how and how we like to be nurtured as a country um and and series is about coming back in alignment as well in many ways um with the cycles and in Pisces I would say that's the collective really how do we get how do we align the collective more you know um, just look after 
how do we look after each other? <laughs> yeah, because Mars and Gemini can absolutely be division. I mean, we've already experienced oh. the division and, yeah. you know, so it's, yeah. it's definitely one of those, are, are we a house divided, you know, kind of a situation yeah. or do we align like you're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, there's the moves with, with certain people in, in, the USA at least uh you know I'm thinking of Liz Cheney and Adam Kitzinger and and in you in Utah where I live we've uh, got a guy who's running as an independent he was a Republican who's trying to unite the Dems and the Republicans in the state running you know um uh, no comment on what I think of him but <laughs> right but there are those but there, but there are those moves for people to unite behind the constitution, to unite behind the middle road of of everything. So, you know, maybe maybe there's some of that. You know, the division gets more highlighted, and then it's like we can't carry on like this. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, we have had so many um, changes in in like for instance in our the parties in america Mm -hmm. you know and there's just been you know what is that even what is a republican Mm -hmm. what is a democrat all of that's been sort of convoluted and oh just well they used to be almost reversed at one yes history right (laughs) yeah and i think i looked at um i think during a mars retrograde in gemini something major changed with the republicans as well so Mm -hmm. you know that's definitely um it's set up for that for that sort of a situation you know um and i mean there's even i wonder what voting would fall under in astrology Mm -hmm. i'm not sure it does seem like um a gemini thing they're making your voice heard or a mercury thing for sure yeah 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 so i think yeah voting rights are probably going to be a big part of this i would imagine yeah yeah and I mean, I think, I wonder actually if Mars will sextile Jupiter. I think it will. It may. I mean, mm. That's something we need to look at. That would be a, a good, but it, you know, it did on its way um, mm-hmm. towards its retrograde. Uh, and if it does again, that would be really interesting, but it may not. But I, I, I mean, even if you look were. at, yeah, I can't remember either, but Mercury opposing the United States sun certainly could lend itself to a voting rights change for mm-hmm. sure yeah i i follow an interesting politician here in utah who's trying to get crypto uh not crypto bit uh, um you know what backs crypto uh blockchain oh, blockchain blockchain yes. voting blockchain voting. yeah oh. then you could trace it exactly that's yeah. the thing i mean because mm-hmm. if <laughs> If there is any sort of way for anyone to misuse anything, someone will. Yes, <laughs> it's just exactly. no doubt about it. So you either have to make it where people can't misuse it, and no one can take advantage um, the best you can, or just accept that there's always going to be misuse of mm. in some way of something. You know, um, I even so- wonder how much the news cycle plays into it. who's misusing that you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's definitely gemini and mercury you know but 
maybe, maybe well we're already seeing a move away from um i'm just gonna let us talk for a little bit i think we're already seeing a move away from some of the um big 24-hour news channels on you know all of them <laughs> the viewership has dropped tremendously and we've got all these independent youtube news channels and all these kind of things i think things are going to change with that who's who's trusted and who isn't um anymore um definitely yep so, yeah, you, yeah even i follow a youtube uh, weather person rather than you know i mean just yeah. It's it's much better. I mean, these people do their research and you can, they care, you know, um, mm -hmm. rather than having a conglomerate news agency feed something at you all the time, you know. It's, and have your adver advertisers uh, kind of having a little bit of input in what's in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but to go back to our little conversation before we started, just for this retrograde, you know, I, We've talked about there's clearly going to be a lot of change. There's clearly going to be a, a crazy news cycle. Um, people's perceptions opening. Um, we both think there's probably, you know, having another surge of um, of COVID for sure. Yeah. Um, Gemini, Gemini's lungs, lungs for a start. Yeah. 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 And Pisces, <laughs> Neptune was putrid vapors in traditional yeah. astrology. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. But, but of course, you know, with um, uh, science as well being Gemini, there could be uh, some new discoveries to help treat it um, other than the vaccines or whatever that we've already got. So, you know, again, could work both ways. But for people personally, as Mandy Ray said at the start, you need to really look where Mercury and Mars are for you, but also where Gemini is, where this whole path of the retrograde is, where it is in your chart. Um, personally, I look in both um, whole sign and uh, porphyry houses now. I, I look at both. I'm already seeing signs of my sixth house <laughs> health. So, yeah. <laughs> Same here. I mean, you're Capricorn rising, right? No, I'm 28 side. Sad. sad that's right yeah. very late yeah. sad yeah. yeah yeah and i'm cancer rising so either we pour free we definitely both have some of that six twelfth mm. axis going on and that's yeah that's a thing but you will you'll see these the themes start to pop up as mars moves past this area the first time and mm -hmm. if you're paying attention you can kind of make plans you know if it's in your first and seventh house that's going to be your identity and your relationships you know your second eighth it's your money and how you share it and how you make it and what mm -hmm. you value third ninth it's going to be um the way you communicate what you believe you know your worldview and then oh yeah fourth and tenth is home and home career and, public yeah possibly yeah. parents too parents um family absolutely yeah. Um, and then fifth and 11th is your own creativity and children and your inner child and what's fun to you and playful mm -hmm. to you. And then the 11th is how you plug all that in into society in the future and mm -hmm. uh, your plans and your goals and large groups of people. So, and I would look at both on the axis. Okay. I would look at, yeah, both signs, the um, Gemini and Sag area pretty much because definitely. Yeah, those oppositions are those are a big deal, I think. I mean, squares are as well. So if you have any mutable 
um, which is Gemini, Sag, Pisces, and Virgo. If you have any of those prominently in your chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Which we both do. We both do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, Majorly. Uh, yeah, but but luckily because we do this all the time, we're we're already seeing the signs, so we know where it's hitting us. <laughs> so we know what, we know what to deal with. So, so anything else we've got to say about this? Oh, also, you know, just really look look for. Um, I'd be really kind of mindful driving over this period small journeys short journeys the cars um all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um you know if I wouldn't just be distracted driving just (laughs) yeah absolutely none of that um I've even seen uh recently I mean speaking of the transportation stuff um you know, we've seen looking at the history things with um, trains. It has been primarily, I mean, I've seen some stuff with airplanes, but it seems to be primarily ground transportation um, mm. things that I've seen. So there's been a history of, and even leading up to this, when Mars was in Gemini, we had a potential uh, train um, pro to, or um, where the the workers would boycott oh. where they don't work. Yes. I don't know what yeah, my strike. Brain is a strike. Just not... Strike. Thank you. Well, it was almost a railroad strike. And mm-hmm. that was Mars was already in Gemini when that was going on. And it was yeah. called off at the last minute. But um, you know, yeah, definitely I've seen bicycle accidents already. This does not mm-hmm. mean you'll get in an accident, but it does mean to be mm. mindful of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Keep your head. That's very Mars. Keep your yes. head together. yes and your anger that's another I mean that's a Mm -hmm. good segue into um watching your own kind of like adrenals your nervous system and how it can get you Mm -hmm. know kind of I don't know irritated Gemini is the nerves and the nervous system and um it's funny because I'm having my own self lots of nerve pain you can even see my ears red because my nerves are like (laughs) crazy right now um but yeah I mean it's like a thing Mm -hmm. and then um anger you know and and just the feeling of being a bit burned out as well Mm. is very likely um yeah just like Mm -hmm. all my energy is depleted you'll you'll go 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 and then suddenly crash I think a lot of the time if you don't Mm -hmm. temper things a little bit yeah because Gemini's buzzy and busy and it's yeah yeah, it's just back. Now, the other thing I think that I might say, and this is kind of one of the things I've been tuning into with the Mars retrograde in Gemini is, um, you know, imagine having two choices and you can't make up your mind. And then mm. someone takes one of the choices away. And then you go, wait a minute, that's the one I wanted. <laughs> Why did you take that away? And I think mm-hmm. Mars retrogrades, especially in Gemini, but definitely always have the ability to tune you into your true desire like you may not even know what you want until a mars retrograde because mars is desires and so there is this sense of even through the maybe circusy nature of the mars retrograde in gemini it's ultimately tuning you into what you really do want you know and we're really figuring that out yeah definitely so if you can't decide now then 
you should be able to decide at the end <laughs> yeah I keep telling people to imagine February because that's uh, the square point to the eclipses it's Aquarius season yeah. and it's past the Mars retrograde so where do you want to be in February I don't think you should push to be there but it's good to keep that in no. mind you know yeah, yeah. And, and don't you know just know that it really is a time where well just slow down and wait be patient because it's not all going to come to you yeah no forcing anything yeah I'm actually just gonna look at that Mars square the nodes um oh that's not till May yeah Mars squares the nodes in May but the sun the full moon Mm -hmm. in Leo like that Aquarius time because we are past the Mars retrograde um it's probably Mm -hmm. still in shadow though is a solar Gemini till March, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's a point of things get moving maybe a little in February more than they have been. Yeah, know. but with regards to the Ukraine situation and the war, you know, I, I wouldn't go into the depths of despair um, if things seem to be escalating because the way it escalated in at least if if things do kind of have that muscle memory for the last one the escalation that it seemed to happen uh after the during and after the mars retrograde led to the end of the year so mm-hmm. yep sherman's march to the sea um the allied yes. turn you know we've got yeah turning of the tides and a pivot and uh, mars and gemini does indicate you know be ready to pivot yourself and then yes probably reality is going to pivot in some way you know yeah yeah oh this is a little bit hang on to your hats and particularly for people I think I think mutable people <laughs> like me and um like Mandy Ray we're, we're perhaps more comfortable with this kind of frenetic energy but also it kind of feels extra frenetic so anybody who's very mutable it might feel extra frenetic for you mm-hmm. uh, fixed fixed signs um, are probably going to find it very uncomfortable I would imagine would you think yeah, yeah. especially with the eclipses and fixed signs yeah totally yeah so if you've got a lot in um Taurus Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius, then you know you might feel very on edge because it, it feels like you're being pushed to change, and you're like, I don't want to, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it will pass, and we <laughs> and we will move through it. And uh, as we've talked about, we actually both kind of see potential for some really good things to come from what will be quite an uncomfortable period. So, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely kind of and drink a big glass of water cool yourself yes. down that's why it's just <laughs> lots yeah. of water. well that's always a good sign same thing with mars kind of cool your cool your jets a little just calm yourself down do whatever you need but you know have long baths <laughs> if that calms you down go for uh, walks that's always good get out in nature but i'd be don't I would walk don't run yeah <laughs> yeah don't go like skateboarding or anything you know yes. like probably not <laughs> uh-huh. yeah uh, anyway any last words Mandy Ray and uh to everybody new you know 
they can find you ecstatic astrology mandy red yes ecstatic astrology and i just really enjoy talking about this because um it's always an interesting stu- you know study of reality so my wish is that people um who do watch this would report back like i know it may be hard to think about this video in uh like january but mm-hmm. i absolutely love to hear about how people you know experience these things it helps us be better astrologers so please or shoot me an email it's ecstatic astrology at gmail.com it's really easy yeah um, i do and include both of us louise at yeah. louise eddington.com or even as a comment on the youtube video and i'll share Definitely. any comments with mandy ray um you know just uh just do actually if you remember do come back and and let us know because it's it's going to be I, I think one of them i thought the retrograde in aries um was interesting but i think this one's going to be even more interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely you know um that's um, the mars retrograde in aries i find that when i was looking at all the ones before in history too, it was mm-hmm. always preceded by Mars retrograde in Aries when these wars kind of came to be. So mm-hmm. it, what's funny about that is that, you know, maybe we've already been through the start of all of it. And then the Mars mm-hmm. retrograde in Gemini really is the turn and the rethinking mm-hmm. because in throughout history, after the Mars retrogrades in Gemini, things calmed down in those situations. And so mm-hmm. I think that this may be, that kind of a an energy so no matter what it does seem there, there's a good chance that things may start to calm down in at least a year or two maybe we'll see yes <laughs> don't you love it when people i go hey when's it all gonna end okay yeah well hmm. <laughs> Keeps turning. how long how long's a piece of string <laughs> Uh, uh, that's the truth well well thank you for listening everybody and we really would appreciate you know uh, likes and thumbs up on the video on youtube it's also going to be available on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts if you just prefer to listen there then you won't see the charts so if, if you want to see the charts come and hop over to cosmic owl astrology on youtube and and watch the the video to see the charts and um and do give us both a follow everywhere you know you've you've got ecstatic astrology on youtube too as well Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm probably gonna do a mars through the signs i mean thing so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know i thought about doing the signs on this but then i figured it was probably going to be long enough already so i think we'll probably do that separately Mandy, Mandy Ray gave a little overview with the, the houses. So, yeah, I just um, had a boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for now, uh, thank you for joining me, Mandy Ray. I think we're going to do more together in the future. Uh, we both volunteer for um, OPA, the Organization of Professional Astrology. So, if you'd like to give OPA social media a, a follow as well, we. Um, we help out doing some of the social media for that and that's how we became friends so um and we're both um members of oprah so check out oprah as well <laughs> yes and thank you yeah. for having me on louise i really enjoyed it oh you're very welcome it was a pleasure so i'll see you all soon